welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. He is worthy of all the praise. Amen. He deserves all the praise. God. Amen. Anything can happen in an atmosphere like this tonight. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Next weekend, Brother Vinny Azzalini will be with us again. This week, we want to spend some time in fasting and prayer. Of course, Tuesday night is corporate prayer. But real quickly, if you can fast on Monday, would you just raise your hand? How about Tuesday? Right, how about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we have church. Praise God. Covering every day this week with our fasting and our prayer. And in that time of your prayer, just pray believing that God is going to do something magnificent. Amen. On Sunday, praise God. I'm believing he's going to do something tonight to help us prepare for that. Amen. I believe God's got something great for each and every one of us. So I'm going to direct your attention to 2 Kings as well as the 15th chapter of the book of Judges. Both of these stories are probably, or should be at least, familiar to us. Amen. I want to hone in on just one part of both of these. Verse 13 and 14 of 2 Kings chapter 2. Say it with me. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And let's say these next words again. And he took up the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. Judges 15, verse 15. And he found, speaking of Samson, he found a new jawbone of a donkey and put forth his hand and he took it and slew a thousand men therewith. He found a new jawbone of a donkey and put forth his hand and he took it and slew a thousand men therewith. God, we pray tonight in the next little while. Amen. Your presence, your power is in this place tonight. And Lord, we're believing tonight that in the next little bit, you're going to move, amen, and help us, Lord, to, to, to take up your anointing, to take up, amen, your word, to take up prayer, to take up fasting, amen, those things that you put right at our fingertips, God, I pray, amen, that we won't leave them laying, but we will pursue them, and we will take them up, amen, in this last day, that we might do your will, amen, that we could work in this end time, 
in this harvest. Amen. Touch us, I pray, tonight. Let your anointing continue to flow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One more time, would you clap your hands and praise the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Here we read two stories about two men. Elisha and Samson, two very different kind of men, but they had at least two things in common. One, they were both used by God mightily. Number two, they both had something they needed that was within reach, but they themselves had to take it up. You see, it doesn't matter how much glory or how much power or how much peace and joy or how much prosperity surrounds us, amen, or is within our reach. It matters not unless we pick it up. It will not help us unless we pick it up. With Samson, it was a jawbone, a new jawbone of a donkey that became a weapon, I'd say, of mass destruction against his enemies. But he first had to pick it up. A young prophet by the name of Elisha, or Elisha, a student that had lost a borrowed axe head, when it flew off into the water, Elisha just simply threw a stick into the water where it fell, and the axe head began to swim to the surface of the water. It was there within reach of this young man, but the young prophet had to put out his hand, and he had to pick it up. There's a lot of bad stuff that's happening in the world today. I think we all can agree on that. But I choose not to focus on the bad. And I want to focus on what God has placed within our reach and take it up and see a move of God. If you believe that night, clap your hands and praise Him. I don't want to just focus on what's going on in our world today, but I want to lift up my eyes to the hills where I know my help comes from. Hallelujah. I can tell you with a certainty tonight that the devil is not in charge. I don't care what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. The devil is not in charge. God is still in control. So I challenge us tonight to turn loose of the spirit of fear, dread, anxiety, the spirit of hopelessness, despair, and pick up faith and pick up hope. And let's just see what God can do when we do that. Our God, He's God. He's the creator of all things. In fact, the psalmist put it this way in chapter 24 and verse 1. He said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. The world and they that dwell therein. Amen. You see, the church is like 
the ark in the Old Testament. The flood waters rose till they covered the very highest peak on the mountains. But the ark rode on top of the waters. In other words, let me say it this way. In the worst of times, the ark was lifted into its highest place. Amen. So no matter what's going on in this world today, I'm telling you that it is the finest hour for the church. Amen. We have been chosen by God to live right now in this present season, at this time, in this world. Amen. And if God, in all of his wisdom, amen, saw fit to allow you and I to live in this season, amen, it's because he believes in us. Hallelujah. God put Ezekiel in the midst of a valley of, full of dry bones. Why? I believe because God knew that Ezekiel possessed the power to transform that situation. No, not within himself, but within his faith in the word of God. God led him along in that conversation. Amen. One lone prophet with the word of the Lord in his mouth transformed that valley of dry bones into a mighty army. You see, you may be the only Christian in your family, and you may be the only Christian at your job and you might be the only Christian at your school and you may be the only Christian even in your block or in your neighborhood but what you and I need to do is to start believing that he is a rewarder of them that will diligently seek him amen speak the word into that situation and see what will happen You say, but pastor, I don't have confidence in myself. Amen. Well, let me stop you right there. You may not have confidence in yourself, but I know one that has confidence in you. Amen. God Almighty uh, has confidence in you. Uh, all you got to do uh, is realize uh, he's laid something by you. Uh, all you got to do uh, is reach down uh, and take it up. Pick up what God has given you. <laughs> Oh, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say it again. Hallelujah, surface things might look bad. The world might be shaken. Amen, governments in turmoil. Tragedies happening all over the world. And some of them are even in our lives. Amen, but I'm here to declare it again tonight. Greater is he that's within us than he that is in the world. Amen, if Christ indwells you, you have the power to overcome. I don't know about you tonight, but God is in the hearts of his believers. As the devil, as Satan rules the world, and a lot of people are under his banner. I choose not to be under his banner. I choose to be under the awesomeness of God. I choose to be led by God. I choose to follow God. I choose to allow him to move in my life so that I might be an impact in somebody else's life. The waters would have never split if it had not been for Elisha believing, amen, in what he was taught by Elijah. 
by taking up that mantle. He could have left it there and turned around and went away. But no, he picked that mantle up. And when he went to the water, he said, where is the God of Elijah? When he smote those waters, amen, God showed up, amen, and split them asunder. And he walked across. We can live in doubt. We can live in unbelief. We can live in that status quo. Amen. But I'm here to tell you tonight that it's time to move out of that realm. It's time to get out from underneath all of that. Amen. And begin to believe in the God. Amen. The God that spoke this world into existence and the beauty of the heavens. Amen. The grass of the field, the trees, and everything that you see. Amen. The very God that brought it into being. Amen. Is the same God that's in this house tonight. Amen. Wanting to move in somebody's life. Amen. And change them. Christ is greater than the one that wreaks havoc in this world this world will never know peace come on they're searching for peace they're searching for peace they want peace they're trying to find peace but at every turn amen they're finding turmoil every turn they're finding threats at every turn they're finding people that don't want that peace amen but I'm telling you what he is the peace giver In 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verse 12, Paul wrote, for the, cause I, for, this, for the cause I also suffer these things. But he said, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. He had confidence in God that God was able to keep him. The world is shaking. We got all kinds of things going on. There are earthquakes, tsunamis, tornadoes. You got them all, everything you want to think about. But not only is the uh, nature itself rebelling and, and repelling that which is going on, but also Financial storms. Amen. Look, folks, I'm here to tell you that a lot of people ride high when the financial system's riding high. But when it goes to crumble, when it goes to fall apart, amen, where are we going to be? Amen. I want to already be under the shadow of the Almighty. I already want to be, uh, amen, in a place of prayer. I already want to be, uh, amen, a person that, that's committed and dedicated to the things of God because I know if it all falls apart, I still have God. Why do you say that? Because I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Amen. I, I'm a part of an unshakable kingdom. I'm standing on an unshakable foundation. Amen. That, 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 that's, that's ran, if I might say. Uh, amen. That's ruled over by an unshakable king. And his name uh, is Jesus uh, Christ. Jesus said upon this rock, I will build my church uh, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We either believe it or we don't. Amen. We believe it or we don't. We reach out and take it up or we leave it set. But I'm here to tell you, uh, take it up. Encourage you to take it up because if you leave it set, it won't be any good or any value to you. Uh, but if you'll take it up, 
God will use you, uh, amen, in a mighty way. Oh, clap your hands and praise Him. What does the psalmist say? In chapter 46, verse 1, he said, God is our refuge and strength. Amen. He is a present help. Everybody say present. He is a present, our present help in trouble. He is there. You just got to reach out. He is there. You just got to take it up. He is there. His word is there. Don't leave the word on your coffee table or in a shelf or in a drawer somewhere. Don't leave your word somewhere that where it's never picked up. You just notice that it's there. It won't do you any good if it's there. You got to pick it up. You got to chew on it. You got to read it. You got to make it a part of your life because when trouble does come, amen, that word may be somewhere else. But if you hide it in your heart, the word of God will come out and encourage you in the time of trouble. Oh, he is worthy of it all, right? Shout it with me. He's worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. Amen. He's there, very present in help in trouble. Amen. Therefore, he said, will not we fear? He said, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, I ain't worried about it. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, let the tsunamis come. Though the mountains shake and, and with its swelling thereof, amen, let those earthquakes come. Amen. Let those volcanoes blow. Amen. Amen. Let them happen, whatever they are. Whatever might, ha- whatever might be going on right now. Amen. It might be happening. Now. But even while all these things are bad things, David says, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. Simply meaning that God is still pouring out His Spirit and His power. But Bobby, you said it today. Amen. It is our time to shine. Come on, everybody say it's my time to shine. My time to shine. Amen. Isaiah said it in verse chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. He said, Arise and shine. Thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen on thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee so no matter how dark it gets the glory of God is on us his light will shine through us maybe I can say it this way amen God simply said it's going to get real dark it's going to get real dark the world's going to get real bad. Amen. But he said, in the midst of that, Brother Howard, he said, I'm going to put a spotlight on you. You know why that's important? You know why it's important for us to pick it up? You know why it's important for us to, 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 to follow through in, in our commitment and dedication to God and pick that up, pick the Word of God up, pick His truths up? You know why? Because when it gets dark, that's what's going to sustain us. 
But in the midst of that, other people that are floundering, they don't know where to turn. When God pops that spotlight on the church, uh, they're going to start saying, hey, wait a minute. Uh, they're going through the same stuff I'm going through. Uh, amen. But they're still rejoicing. They still have joy. Amen. They still got happiness. Amen. Something's going on there. Something's different with them. Uh, amen. I'm here to tell you, uh, we got to reach down. Get it. Pick it up. Amen. Get it off the coffee table. Get it out of the drawer. Amen. Get it off of the chair and begin to read it. Uh, amen. And let it become real in your life. Oh, clap your hands and praise it. He said, when I put my spotlight on you and they see the glory of the Lord on you, amen, he said, then the Gentiles, amen, they're gonna come to thy light, to the light and the kings, uh, amen, to the brightness uh, of thy rising. Listen to me tonight, church. This is no time to tone it down. Amen. We cannot sit around and be worried about what other people think of us. We cannot sit around and worry about how they're going to judge our church or judge you and I as people. Amen. You can't worry about that. Amen. What you got to worry about is, Lord, I want to be in that spotlight. Lord, I want your light to shine through me. Lord, I'm not going to tone this thing down. Lord, I'm not going to shut my mouth. Lord, I'm going to keep on praising you. Lord, I'm going to keep on giving you glory. I'm not going to let the damper of my praise, amen, be there. I'm going to loose it. It's no time to worry about that what's politically correct or what's socially acceptable. It's time to let God rise and shine in our lives. You say, why? Amen, because all the turmoil that's going on, the church has still got to be the church for the people. No time to hide in a cave. No time to backpedal or put it in reverse. Amen. Amen. It's time to release our faith. Come on, everybody say, my faith. Amen. Take it up. It's time to rise and shine. It's time to stand up. It's time to stand out. And when I say stand out, I'm not trying to, to, to say that, oh, we're just trying to be noticed. No, what I'm saying is simply this. In the Holy Ghost, amen, let your Holy Ghost shine. That people will see God in you and say there's something different about you. It's time to speak the Word of God with boldness. It's time to speak it in authority. It's time to speak it in power. Amen. In other words, this is the time that we declare ourselves, the church, the things of God, the word of God, the truths of God. See, Moses demanded in the book of Exodus, he simply said, who's on the Lord's side? He said, declare yourself. Amen. Declare yourself. In other words, what he was saying at that time, he said, who's on the Lord's side? Make yourself known. But pastor, you don't understand what it's like at work or you don't understand what it's like in my family or you don't understand what it's like in my neighborhood or you don't understand. No, it's not about whether or not we understand or not. It's about us declaring the things of God and understanding I'm on the Lord's side. I'm gonna declare the things of God. My choice is clear. I'm gonna follow after him. I'm gonna take him up. I'm gonna take his word up. I'm gonna take faith up. 
See, Elijah demanded the same thing. He said, choose one side or the other. Either, either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve Baal. <laughs> but quit limping around. Back and forth. One scripture says, why are you hot between two decisions? Why are you stuck? Choose this day who you're going to serve. What Josh will say, that's for me and my house. Come on, say it real loud. We're going to serve the Lord. Amen. You want to serve the world, serve the world. But I'm going to tell you what, serving the world is only going to lead you to eternal damnation. When everything seems to be going upside, turning upside down and, and, and topsy-turvy in your life, amen, sometimes you need to get a hold of an old song like, I have decided to follow Jesus. <laughs> no matter what's going on in my, my life, I have decided uh, I'm gonna follow Jesus. No matter what's happening in my family, I have decided uh, I'm gonna follow Jesus. Uh, and I'm not turning back for nobody. I'm not turning around for nobody. I'm not quitting for nobody. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to love him. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to believe in him. No way, no how. Am I going to turn around and go the opposite direction? Amen. You know why? Because that's a fool. To have what I have to know what I know, to see what I've seen, and to turn around and go the other direction. No matter how hard I got it, no matter how many times I gotta hit my knees, no matter how many times I gotta cry out, amen, no matter if I'm feeling it or not, come on now folks, no matter if I feel something or not, I have decided I'm gonna follow after Jesus. I've decided. I'm not going to quit no matter what's going on. Amen. I'm not going to limp around. I'm not going to be halt between two decisions. Amen. I'm not going to be stuck in between. Amen. Eternal life and eternal damnation and just kind of hang out there a little bit and just not do nothing. No. You can't do that. You've got to decide to follow Jesus. Pick it up. Jesus also demanded the same thing. Jesus said it this way, he that's not with me is against me. And if you're not gathering with me, then you're scattering abroad. Let me say it another way. We are either part of the solution or we're part of the problem. Jesus said there is no in between. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of the solution. I don't want to be the problem. Come on. Because if you're, if you're on God's side, you will be part of the solution. Amen. Because you'll open your mouth. Amen. You're going to tell it. And you are going to make a difference in this world. You see, let, let me go another step farther. Amen. With another character in the Bible, Esther. We've talked about her recently. 
Amen. You and I have been brought up into the kingdom, he says. Amen. Mordecai is talking to Esther. Brought up in the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. But like Esther, amen, it's our time. Look at somebody and say, it's our time. It's our time. It's our time. Amen. You've been on the backside of the wilderness, uh, amen, for a long time. You've been in a covered place. Uh, you've even felt like you were in a cave. Uh, you felt like you were at the back of the line. Uh, amen. But God, amen, was working on you. Uh, amen. God was building some in character in us uh, and some integrity in us. Amen. God was teaching us uh, how to live by faith. Uh, amen. God was building his word into our lives. Uh, amen. We might be asking, uh, when is it going to happen? Uh, amen. When's it going to be my time? Uh, when am I going to be able to get up to the plate? Uh, when do I get to do uh, what I've been training for? Amen. Hear the word of the Lord. Uh, this is our season. Uh, this is our time. Uh, we are here for such a time as this. The spotlight is on us. Elisha, the spotlight was on you. Amen. On Mount Carmel, 50 sons of prophets uh, are standing by watching to see uh, if you're ready. Uh, amen. Do you have uh, the goods uh, that you've been proclaiming? Uh, do you have the power? Can you divide the Jordan River, Elisha? Amen. Can you raise the dead? Uh, can you cast out devils? Uh, amen. Can the sick be healed? Uh, amen. Uh, can you prophesy fire? Uh, amen. Uh, that would rain uh, out of heaven. Uh, amen. Can you do it? The spotlight's on you. Elisha, the mantle's falling at your feet. Are you willing to pick it up? Saints of God, it's falling at our feet. Are we willing to pick it up? Are we Holy Ghost filled enough? Are we faith filled enough? Are we bold enough? Are we ready to step out and proclaim? Are we courageous enough to pick up that mantle? Amen. I'm not telling you that everything's going to be hunky-dory. I'm not telling you that's going to be a bed of roses. Amen. I'm not going to tell you that everything's going to be peaches and cream. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be just, just all, everything's going to be great when you do that. No. The devil's going to fight you tooth and toenail. The devil's going to fight you with everything he's got. Amen. But you got to be willing to look him square dead in the eye. And you got, he is for me. Amen. And if he is for me and he is with me, you cannot stand against me. You got to proclaim it. You got to believe it. You got to get it in your heart. You have to have the experience. Oh, let's clap our hands again and praise him tonight. You know, we have a phrase. I don't know if it's good or not, but we look at somebody and say they're a wannabe. How many of us is the world looking at us and just saying they're a wannabe? They're a wannabe. They're want to be. You know what you're talking about? Well, they're want to be. Amen. They want to be somebody who wants just a title. They just want a position. They just want recognition. They just want power. They want miracles. They want signs. They want wonders. Amen. They, they, they want to be. They want that. But, but, everybody say but. They're not willing to pay the price. I don't, I don't want that want to be on my head. I don't, I don't want it 
lording over me to where people look at me and say, he's just a wannabe. He's just a wannabe. He don't really have the power. I don't want to be one of the seven sons of Siva, a man that just kind of looked at it and then thought I was going to go out and do something. No, because it got them in trouble when they went out and proclaimed, amen, the demons come out of this guy, amen, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And then what happened? That devil beat them every which way. Stripped them naked. Let me tell you what, don't, don't think for one moment that you within your humanity can overcome him. You can't do it. But greater is he that is in me. <laughs> that he, come on, say it with me, that is in the world. Come on, don't say, well, I just don't know that I've got everything I need. Don't, don't, don't talk yourself out of it. Put yourself in the middle of it. Amen. Get a hold of it. Get a hold of it. Take it up. Be willing to say, you know what? I don't feel I'm where I should be. Uh, amen. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, amen. I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to get as much of it as I can uh, and get myself on the right track to be a vessel Amen. Use of God in this season, in this time, before the rapture of the church. Folks, the man of Elijah was more than just a piece of cloth that he wrapped around his shoulders. Understand, it symbolized everything that he was. It represented his sacrifice, his commitment, his faith, his love for God, his consecration, and his power. And that is what Elisha seen as he left the oxen, he left the home, he left everything behind, and he began to follow after Elijah. You see, if you really want something, you won't let anything else tie you down. If you really want God in your life, you won't let the things of the world hamstring you and tie you down to them. No, I'm gonna leave them behind and I'm gonna follow after God because I want what he's got. You believe that tonight? Clap your hands and praise him. You see, when Elisha picked up the mantle, it simply meant Elijah is gone. But now I'm going to step up. Elijah's done, gone on, man. That whirlwind come down, that chariot of fire, and picked him up and took him out of here, and his mantle fell on the ground. Well, Elijah, why didn't you take, why did you, why didn't you take your mantle with you? Elisha said, you know what? I've been around Elijah for some time now. and I'll, This is the piece I got left of him. It represents something. It represented who Elijah was. It represented his faith. 
his commitment, his loyalty, amen, to God, it represented something. And when he stepped up, he said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay the price. Amen. I'm going to live by faith. Amen. Amen. From this day forward, amen, I'm picking this up. And I'm, I am who this mantle says I am. Come on, tonight, I hear the word of the Lord saying to us, pick it up. It's fallen within your reach. Pick it up. The power of God's in this place tonight. Pick it up. Amen. Folks, you can look at it. You can dream about it. We can preach about it. We can shout about it. We can sing about it. People can write books about it. Amen. But I'm here to tell you tonight, nothing will happen until you pick it up, until you take it up. And that's what it's all about. Do we want this house filled with people loving and praising God? Yes, let's pick up. Do we want to see what the video said when she uh, in tears was talking about the revival that was happening uh, in a home missions or talking about the need? Uh, amen. Then pick it up. Uh, amen. What, what, you know, what are we going to do with it? Uh, amen. I don't know, but I know what it represents. Uh, I know what God wants to do in my life. Uh, I know what God, how God wants to move in people's life. So I'm going to take it up. Nothing's going to happen uh, until I pick it up. jawbone of a donkey Samson slew 1,000 men but he had to pick it up see before we leave this place tonight I'm hoping we're going to find a place to pray and I hope we're going to pick up this mantle but let me tell you what it represents you're saying to God when you pick it up I'm committed to this I'm anointed. I'm a chosen child of God. I'm appointed for such a time as this. When you pick up this mantle, you're saying, I'm no longer a spectator. I'm in the game. When you pick that mantle up, you're declaring, I'm on the Lord's side. I choose truth. I choose faithfulness. I choose obedience. You see, Mordecai, let me go back. Mordecai told Esther, who knoweth but that you are come to the kingdom for such a time as this. But the words, the words that cut like a knife were these. When he said, if thou altogether hold thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and their deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. In other words, Esther, if you don't pick up this mantle, somebody else will. But you and your generation and your family, you're going to suffer for it. God wants to know the mantle has fallen within reach. And if we don't pick it up, if we're not willing to pay the price, somebody else will. 
You've heard him tell it a lot, but it, it still rings true. As a boy growing up, I played the trumpet. And you know there's expression when it comes to talent. Use it or lose it. You need to use what God's given you. I don't want somebody else walking in the anointing uh, that I could have had. I don't want someone else laying hands on the sick uh, and seeing people healed, uh, eyes open, whatever. Amen. And I don't want somebody else to, to, to walk in that anointing. Uh, I don't want someone else to see all the miracle signs and wonders uh, and the demons cast out. Something that I could have had. I don't want someone else uh, to possess the presence and the glory and the power of God. Because if I don't commit to it, uh, somebody else will. If I don't pick the mantle up, somebody else will. If I don't step out in faith and dedicate myself and commit myself, somebody else will. And you know what? Let me stop and tell you this. It makes no difference how many excuses we have. They matter not to God. One I. We've got to reach down and get it. Hear me tonight. Let's not deprive our family, our loved ones, and the people that live around us. Don't deprive them of the anointing that's right there for you. The power of God that's right there within your, your fingertips. Folks, it's reserved for you. It's reserved for us. And this world is depending on us to pick it up. Somebody needs our prayer. Somebody else needs us to step on the scene and say, I believe, amen, that God can do it. I believe, amen, that, that through faith, God can raise you up. I believe, amen, that God can minister to your need. I believe that God can, can, can set the captive free. I believe you can be delivered from addictions. I believe that you can be delivered from sin. Do you believe that tonight? Let's stand to our feet and clap our hands and praise Him one more time. Come on, real loud. Shout with a voice of triumph. Say, I believe. I believe. I believe. Come on, we need to challenge each other tonight. Let's go to another level. Come on, let's be like Elisha when the mantle fall. Let's don't just leave it there in the dirt. Let's reach down and take it up. Let's walk to that river. Let's smite it. And let's say, where is the, Eli the, the God of Elijah? Come on, where is it? Let's walk in faith. Let's step into it. Let's step into it and believe, amen, that I can experience the glory of God and the anointing of God. Let me say this, if God is not willing that any should perish, then why should we not have that same kind of word in our spirit? If God's not willing that any should perish, elder, I should not be willing that any should perish. But you know what? There's another scripture that screams. It says, 
Howbeit, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. I had an elder tell me years ago, he said, son, he said, you pray, you pray, you pray. But he said, if you'll mix a little bit of fasting in your prayer, it's going to take you somewhere. Anytime that we try to deny ourselves, what did Jesus say? Deny yourself, pick up his cross, and follow after me. What did he say to Peter, James, and John? Hey, put your nets down. Amen. Your occupation's fixing to change. He used to be catching fish, but he said, you know what? You follow after me, and I'll make you a fisher of men. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Somebody needs to experience the joy of the Lord. Tonight, I'm going to open these altars up and let's come. Saying, I'm going to go to another level. I'm going to go to another level in my praise, my worship, my faith. I'm going to go to another level in my, my consecration, another level in my anointing. I'm going to go to another level in my worship. Amen. I'm going to worship with more power. Amen. I'm going to sing. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to testify. I'm going to witness. Come on, let's take it up tonight. Let's decide tonight. I'm not satisfied with the status quo anymore. Come on, I'm not satisfied with the status quo. That's it, come on, raise your voice. Lift up your voice. Call out unto him. He's near right now. He's near. Reach out. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. He's as close as I mention of his name. Yeah.